0: This is Luke Moroney for the Daily Property Search Podcast. And the topic I'd like to talk to you all about today is, would you buy a unit less than 20 years old? Before I get into this topic, just a disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as legal or financial advice. Make sure you get your own independent advice when it comes to investing. So if you're looking to either buy a home unit or buy an investment unit, would you be buying something that is less than 20 years old? Now, the reason for speaking about this is there's many issues that have come up recently in the new construction market, um, whether they be off-the-plan units or units that have been built in the last 20 years or so. So I thought I'd bring up this particular topic because it's been featured in the mainstream media and property media a lot in recent times, especially over the last six months or so. So it's important that we discuss these things and educate people on what is actually going on right now and what kind of impacts that will have with everyone in future. There's a lot that is being said right now, and it's important that we get a, a deeper understanding of how it could impact prices, um, also impact you as in costs and expenses on that particular property if it uh, falls foul, and what to experience in future with the kind of um, construction and the the building standards and what the government is going to put in place as well. So the first one I'd like to talk about which has been the focus of media attention especially in the last week or two and later last year was firstly in terms of the Opal Towers. So people were evacuated out of that building on the 24th of December last year. Very emotional time through the Christmas period of having to leave your own um, place of residence. And people were severely impacted during that time. And I believe that people are still not residing back in that particular unit uh, where they resided previously. The second one was around the mascot towers which has been featured in the media in the last week and a half or so now. Um, They both have ongoing issues currently builders thinking about coming back to, or builders coming back to do works at the Opal Towers. The mascot tower is a little bit different where it's a little bit older and um, the building their fixed period is over. So it's a case that the owners need to come up with funds to rectify the issues at the building. So it's one of actually rectifying these issues at the building and whether the builder and owners have to pay if they're less than 20 years old or it's a situation that also we... Owners are going to face where it decreases potentially decreases the value of these properties. The whole idea about decreasing values of the properties, if there's other units in other buildings that are located in similar areas, they'll probably most likely choose another unit over uh, a a unit at either the Mascot Towers or the Opal Towers because of its bad name. So. It's that whole stigma that is being now attached to those particular buildings. People are going to be a little bit fearful either going into the building or actually looking to buy something there for the long term in fear of decreasing values or ongoing expenses and cost to that building in terms of special levies and higher strata levies at that particular building. So people are going to be wary about these things and obviously when you're putting your your property on for sale or for rent, you've got to think about putting it in the best light. Right now, both those buildings aren't showing the best light um, in terms of its salability, rentability on those properties. The second point I'd like to make is uh, something that's been featured in the last year and a half or so um, in, in terms of issues with uh, the outside, well, the exterior. Uh, Cladding on on particular buildings where they don't have a, um, a a fire rating on them, and basically you've got a situation where if the outside panels are lit or they they become on fire, then it's actually going to cause um, some major damage and um, potentially uh, you know deaths and injuries in that for residents of that building, which has happened. Uh, in some of the areas around the world. Uh, The big one that has been notified was in London and we've got a situation that many towers uh, or many of these unit blocks have that similar cladding on those buildings right now. And it's a case that governments and uh, councils are, are stepping forward to make sure that the owners or the builders actually look to replace the cladding that is on there. Now a couple of significant areas in Sydney, some of the um, Piermont buildings have this particular cladding on it. So you have to be careful about being in one of those units and also in terms of owning one of those units and the expenses that are potentially gonna come forward. Um, if the owners need to pay it's additional expenses in terms of maybe special levies or increased strata levies to pay for the removal and the replacement of this cladding. Melbourne, they did a, um, a news article on the Channel Seven News talking about this issue, and they 've suggested that in through victoria there 's going to be six point eight billion dollars worth of works to replace the cladding around units and it 's one particular person from uh, an owner from that one of the particular buildings has said that they need to come up with an eighty thousand special levy. On that building now that is quite significant and it's going to cost that person um, potentially the the sale of that property so they're going to lose out on a lot is it a situation that that person becomes bankrupt because they can't afford to pay for that um, for that amount of that um, of the special levy that's going to come forward are they going to be able to sell it and actually be able to uh, return any money from the sale of that property are they going to be further in debt and how they going to actually pay that off. So the cladding is an issue um, in in some of the unit blocks around Australia, so we just need to be really mindful of that second point that I'm making in regards to buying a unit that's 20 years old. Uh, I don't believe um, the units back from 20 years before have this sort of issue on them, but it's something to be wary about moving forward if you're looking to make a purchase or you're in a current residence that potentially has this type of cladding on the outside. The third point I'd like to make in terms of units is especially in our capital cities currently um, if you're in an area where you're looking to purchase or you're currently holding where there's an area of oversupply. Now I'm talking about oversupply in regards to the amount of property that's for sale Or the amount of supply that's uh, available for rent so you've really got to pick those particular areas and actually see what it is that is those those figures that are showing up right now and if it is a case that you're looking to make these purchases maybe it's a case that you can really uh, offer a discounted rate on that property but knowing that there is other you know you might not see the growth in those properties for many years to come because of that supply that is in the market and may not be taken up for some time. So to get that growth you need to have that strong demand and lack of supply see that growth come in your investment property. So really keep a close eye and focus on that and especially if you've got an oversupply issue in these units plus you've got an issue with cladding, plus you might have structural issues in the building and special levies and so forth this could cost people severe amounts of money financial ruin, financial stress and it, it, yeah, just will put people in very difficult situations and it's really important to be mindful about this. It is being talked in the ma- mainstream media and the property media right now. We need to be very careful about our actions in this area and making sure that we're thinking about what is our plan and strategy moving forward. Whether we are a first home buyer looking to purchase and, and these first home buyers need to be wary about that. Um, downgraders that are looking to move out of their home and move into one of these brand new apartments and, and looking to downsize into something that have the facilities available. Uh, or you know, just someone looking to buy that investment property that, that's off the plan and they're thinking of putting down the deposit and hopefully the growth of that property property once it's built is going to be more of a value than what it is when they put down the initial deposit, then that is obviously a risk. And people who have bought recently, I'd say in the last two or three years' time now, in Sydney, um, in Melbourne, some of these off-the-plan units. They might find that the values on those properties are less from when they put down the deposit, and that creates a bit of danger in terms of being able to get finance uh, in terms of needing an extra deposit to pay that uh, to to secure that property and complete on the contract so lots of things to be mindful about in this current market in regards to unit blocks um, not saying that you, you can make money from a unit block or it's a it's a it's the wrong thing to actually buy, but you just have to be very careful about these situations right now that are coming up and get the right expert advice, get the right people to talk to you. And if you want to have a chat about, you know, I guess a little bit about my experience and my thoughts around this idea about uniblocks that have been that are less than 20 years old, please do give me a call. Or if you wish to talk about your own individual circumstances when it comes to investing, my number is 0400-332-377. Thank you so much for tuning in.